Without leaps of imagination or dreaming, we lose the excitement of possibilities. Dreaming, after all, is a form of planning. Gloria Steinem. Hey guys, what's up? And welcome back to another Coffee Talk podcast episode. Today, I want to talk about how to actually get shit done happily. Emphasis on the happily. I thought about this whole concept yesterday when I was actually walking to my nail appointment. I was originally going to blow it off because I had a pretty long day. I'd been driving back from Kingston and I still wanted to get groceries and do a couple other things. But I knew that come, you know, the next morning, aka this morning, I would be filming the Back to Gist series and I really wanted to have fresh nails as part of the prep for the new series. I know that sounds funny, but I just knew that the video was going to have a lot of like my hands in it. And I also too kind of wanted to get a whole new color to just make a whole new mood. It it was just a thing. So I was super excited about the Back to Just series and about filming today that the thought of doing so without having fresh nails made me so excited for that outcome of having fresh nails and the outcome of the look of it all that it actually made me excited to go get my nails done rather than blow it off and procrastinate it. So as I'm walking to my nail appointment, it kind of hit me. We tend to prepare for the things that we're excited about, but we tend to procrastinate the things that we're stressed or indifferent about. Now, I know I did a whole episode on procrastination not too long ago, but I wanted to talk about this again today because I feel like this is a bit of a different twist on it. And it's kind of like how to make yourself get excited about the things that you're procrastinating in order to get them done. It's a concept that the more I started to think about it, the more I realized that I've used this before and it actually really works. So let's just go with the whole nail situation because that's kind of what sparked the idea. And so I'm going to continue to use it as an example through this whole episode. I've procrastinated getting my nails done countless times before. It's the idea of sitting there for over an hour trying to avoid, you know, the awkward eye contact while also not hurting your back from sitting with poor posture and just, I don't know, it's just a commitment. It's a big commitment of your afternoon or your evening or whenever you go to get your nails done to just be sitting there getting your nails done and you can't use your hands for anything. So you're just kind of really sitting there. So I've just procrastinated it before because I just don't feel like it. And that's kind of like a norm. That said, whenever I'm going to travel somewhere or I'm doing something kind of like how I mentioned I was filming today, or even if I just like have an event coming up or whatever, I'll get them done excitingly. Like I'll be so pumped to go get my nails done and I'll be going on Pinterest and looking up examples or just all of that. I'll be looking up inspo of what color I want to get and what's going to fit my vibe the most. And it kind of made me realize that if you can actually find a way to make yourself excited about whatever it is that you're trying to get done, it'll push you into prep mode instead of procrastination mode. It's kind of a simple concept, but it actually is a lot harder when you think about it. You might be like, okay, but how exactly do I do that? I think for starters, we always need to be able to understand why we're procrastinating because we tend to procrastinate for a long list of reasons. Let's start with actually learning about procrastination to begin with. So the word procrastinate, it's a verb. I looked it up. It's to keep delaying something that must be done often because it is unpleasant or boring. Hashtag relatable. The word itself is actually from the 1540s. It's from middle French, apparently. And and directly from the Latin word procrastinationem, which is the nominative of procrastination, procrastinate. Okay, guys, this is such a hard word to say. You're going to have to bear with me for a moment. Procrastinatio, which is a putting off from day to day, and it's a noun. 
of action from the past participle stem of procrastinare, which is to put off till tomorrow, defer, or delay. The word pro, meaning forward, belonging to tomorrow, and crass, meaning tomorrow, of some unknown origin. But either way, that is where it all stemmed from. So clearly since the 1540s, we've all been procrastinating. Think about it. How many times during the day do you think that you procrastinate, even if it's something really small? Some common examples might be like, you know, your alarm goes off in the morning and you hit snooze or leaving for school or work because you just don't want to have to face your day. So you're cutting it closer and closer to that time where you might actually be a little late or pushing your workout until tomorrow because you're just too tired today or making a call that's too tedious. So you keep pushing off to the following day and the following day. And then all of a sudden that call just doesn't get done at all, all month. Maybe it's cleaning up the pile in the corner of your room or updating your budget plan and doing your bookkeeping getting that project done that's been on your to-do list forever, sitting on your phone and scrolling when you know that there's things to be doing, getting back to that person that's waiting on an answer from you, answering your emails in general, taking out the garbage, getting ready, or even just going to bed. There's so many different ways that we actually procrastinate. And it's wild when you really think about it because we do it a lot more than, than we even realize. But the real question is, why do we do this? So I got this list of questions from psychologytoday.com. It says to ask yourself, one, when faced with a task, do you think of all the ways that it could go wrong? My answer, often yes. (laughs) Two, do you picture how important people in your life might react if you fail? Three, do you believe it's better to not try at all than to try your best and fail? Four, Are you overwhelmed by the possibility of new responsibilities if you actually are successful? Five, do you subscribe to the idea that if I do well, then others are going to expect more of me? Six, do you feel your success will lead to other people finding out the real you? Seven, do you believe that if you're going to do something, you should try and do it perfectly? Eight, do you find it difficult to persist when things aren't going just right? And nine, Would you rather avoid doing something than doing it imperfectly? So all of these questions, when you actually sit and ask them, they usually come with some sort of answer. And one out of the nine will usually hit home as to why you might be procrastinating. I know for me, the idea of just not wanting to start because I tend to do this where it could be as simple as even just going for a run. And sometimes I'll procrastinate it because in my head, I'll be like, well, I just, I have a feeling that because I'm a little tired today, that my run isn't going to be my fastest run. It needs to be the best run. And like that idea of needing to have a perfect workout will sometimes stop me from actually just going for my run regardless of how the run is. You know what? Even if I am more tired, the whole concept is the fact that I'm even getting up and just getting active. It's not about doing the best run or having the most perfect exercise. Other ideas too is like, I know for the longest time when I was writing Catcher, you guys, if you've been sticking around for a while, you'll know that getting Catcher out like the first time around took me quite a bit of time. It took me a few years to rewrite it and get it ready. And the reason why was because I was so afraid that either one, I would put it out there and everyone would hate it and it would be a failure. Or two, that if it actually was good, what if I wanted to write more books and the rest of the books that I had were held to the same standard as Catcher? What if my second piece or third piece of work wasn't as good as my first one? Or what if I wrote this book and then it opened up opportunities and doorways that would add a lot more things to do on my list or a lot more events or things that I might have to eat. Just the list goes on. We go through all of these what ifs, these what ifs, these what ifs. And then we basically paralyze ourselves to being able to actually move forward in any kind of action, let alone preparation for said action. So 
I'll let you guys mull over those questions and maybe figure out why you might be procrastinating, whatever it is you're procrastinating. Is there even anything you're procrastinating? Odds are we're all procrastinating something, even if it's just the daily habit of getting up when your alarm goes off. And while you guys do that, I'm going to dip out really quickly to leave you guys with a mid-roll break. Okay. So once you've gone through the questions that we just spoke of, ultimately we tend to procrastinate for three different reasons, failure, success, and perfectionism. And we'll dive into those right now. We tend to procrastinate because we're afraid to fail or that we fear actually succeeding at the bigger things, meaning that more responsibility is going to be added to our plates or because we're avoiding things that we don't enjoy or interest us or we're afraid aren't going to be perfect or controllable. So let's start with the first one, the first one being failure. It's the thought of putting in your effort and then failing or not really getting anything out of it. Have you ever kind of like pushed off doing something because you're afraid that once you start, like let's say you've lost something and you need to look around your house for it, but you just keep procrastinating looking for it because you're afraid that you might spend 45 minutes looking for it and then not find it. And then it was a giant colossal waste of your time. Or you're worried that things might not go your way if you only have like one route to success and you're afraid that it's not going to go that way, then everything is kind of deemed like a failure. Or that when things fail, you know, if you didn't actually fully try, then it didn't fail because of your capabilities. It failed because you didn't have enough time or you didn't try as hard as you probably could have. And then for some reason, it just takes the sting out a little bit that it's not fully your fault or fully because of your abilities. The second fear that causes us to procrastinate is the fear of success. Now, this one might sound funny to you, but odds are you've probably done this before in your life. You actually procrastinate doing things that are going to be successful because not having additional expectations from yourself or from other people is a lot easier than doing the thing, becoming successful. People thinking, oh, wow, you're really good at doing that. Can I ask you to do it again? Or can I ask you to do this instead? Or maybe you prove to yourself, oh, damn, I really can work out. Now I'm going to expect myself to do this every day. Is this got to be my new lifestyle now? And then you just don't even want to start. Or maybe you're worried about facing your true limits and the waves that come from the persisting through those limits and those challenges. So i.e. maybe you know that you actually will be successful, but it's still going to be really hard. And the idea of having to push through to get to that success is going to take you so far out of your comfort zone that you'd rather just keep pushing it off. The last fear is usually perfectionism, which means everything needs to be done perfectly or happily. And I say that happily part because that is a part of my own experience with just the idea of perfectionism. A lot of the times it doesn't even matter if the task itself is actually perfect. It's more so that I'm waiting to be in the perfect mood to do something. Like I'm like, oh, I'm not in the mood to do that right now. I feel like I'll be in a better mindset to do that tomorrow. So I'm going to procrastinate it till tomorrow, except you wake up the next day and you're in the exact same mood or you're not in the mood that you thought you would be in. Or maybe the task turns into overwhelm or frustration or an inability to make a move as you wait for the right time. Or maybe you're putting these impossible standards on yourself of what it means to do so or complete something perfectly. And so you just can never really get started. No matter why you're procrastinating something, the why is so important. If we want to make ourselves get things done, we need to find the antidote to our reasons why. So if you know your reason why, then you'll know how to start with your antidote. But if you don't know why you're procrastinating something, then there's no way to basically work through it. And two, if you can 
basically find out why you tend to procrastinate out of all three reasons, you can plan in advance for the next procrastination trigger. If you know you have something coming up on your list of things to do or a big project coming around that you have a deadline for, but you have lots of time to complete, you can bite it in the butt before it even begins, the procrastination that is. The thing is, I don't think any of us really enjoy the feeling of anxiety or avoidance or guilt and shame for abandoning what we know we have agreed to do somewhere inside of ourselves is, you know, like we've agreed to these responsibilities or maybe these responsibilities were handed to us. Either way, we've taken them on, but we tend to feel anxious and we feel just like crap when we just avoid doing it. But yet for some reason, we can't stop it. We can't get ourselves to just get up and do it. Whatever we do instead, whether it's taking a nap, maybe playing video games, scrolling on your phone, reading, taking the day off, whatever it is, it's usually a lot less enjoyable because of these things still hanging over our heads. Avoidance doesn't erase or get rid of your anxiety. If anything, it just kind of delays it. So what you have to actually do is convince yourself how excited you are to get things done or how excited you are, even if it's not to get things done, then how excited you are to maybe relieve yourself from the anxiety that's sitting over top of you once that thing is complete. Last year in 2018, I procrastinated making myself a budget plan for the longest time. I mean like years. I had come up with these like kind of like really easy to follow ideas, but I didn't really sit down and take a good look at my spending habits and what I actually could do given my unique situation rather than just like Googling a budget plan and being like, oh, that'll work and then blowing it off like two or three weeks in. So I kept on making all these half-assed ones, but never really actually sat down and dove into it like I knew I should. And each month would pass by and I would have no idea how my money was coming in and going out. And I just kept on kind of telling myself I would do it next month or it's not a big issue right now. But the truth is it was stressing me out. Not because I was stressed out about money per se, but just because I was stressed that I didn't follow up this responsibility that I had added to my list that I knew I wanted to do and that I knew was going to make me happier and just, I guess, more wealthy in the long haul too. Like this was something that I knew would better my quality of life and better my ability to be a mature adult, but I just kept on finding excuses not to do it. I knew that if I actually sat down and figured out my whole budgeting system and figured out how my money was flowing, I would suddenly have way more responsibility to follow up with every single month. Or what if I put in all of this work to figure out a budget that actually did work for me, but then I just failed and gave up on myself? or dealing with money is boring and I'm a creative person. I don't understand number shit, snooze, all of that good stuff. Just any excuse I could find, I would use it. And each month it would just stress me out more and more not actually knowing. So finally, by the end of 2018, when I was reflecting on the year, I figured out that just, you know, enough was enough. I was going to make myself learn, figure it out, do whatever I had to do so that 2019, that would no longer be something sitting above my head. Here's the thing, all of the above feelings, they didn't go away. I just chose instead to focus on the feeling of saving like a freaking boss rather than stressing about procrastination and avoidance. I pictured looking at my savings account and it being the exact number I wanted as a goal by the end of 2019. I pictured taking out my food budget in cash and making all these pretty grocery lists with my $100 weekly plan in a pretty little envelope. I pictured in a few years buying my first house because of this budget plan. And I focused basically all of my energy on, in a lot of ways, what I was excited about versus what I was worried about. And the result, I actually started preparing 
I picked a day of the week just before 2018 turned into 2019 and I sat down, I collected all my bank statements, I researched a good budgeting plan, and I came up with a savings goal and a system that actually worked on my computer that I could keep up with easily and that just basically would give me some time to really dive in and figure this out. I kind of looked at it like a game in a lot of ways and that made it more fun for me. The day I actually did it, I brewed myself a nice coffee, I grabbed my headphones, I headed to the library, I put on a killer freaking playlist, sat down with my things and took two hours to literally just flush out a 2019 budget plan and bookkeeping system. And by the end of it, I was freaking buzzing to start my budgeting, even just like day-to-day costs. I was like, I'm going to go get a coffee just so I can put my first thing in the budget, which clearly obviously is counterintuitive or counteractive to a budget plan, but you get the idea. I just wanted to start using it. I wanted to start implementing it into my life. No matter what you're putting off, stressed about, or you're procrastinating, after this break, I'm going to put you into an easy thought or journal system that you can use to get yourself preparing for the things that you're actually procrastinating. Okay. So basically the whole premise behind this thought that started today's podcast was to get excited about the things that you're actually stressed about. And I know that sounds way too easy and probably just easier said than done. And that's true. But this is basically how I like to get excited about things that I'm normally pretty stressed or worried about. First, the figuring out why you're procrastinating is the key element here. So I highly suggest doing that first and not skipping that part because that is, like I said, that's how we find our antidote. So maybe you're procrastinating because of failure. You're procrastinating because of success, avoidance, two of them, or maybe all three of them. Either way, write them down and make them crystal clear in your mind. For an example, I'll use my own. I'm afraid of failing at making a good plan or giving up on it. I am annoyed by the idea of having to take time to separate and organize my cash flow and then having the new responsibility to actually keep up and track it. I don't enjoy money-related research. It's boring. Those were my three main reasons why for procrastinating. Now, flip that afraid and worried feeling and all of those just reasons why into excited and pumped fors. So for example, I'm excited to see how much money I have saved in my account by the end of 2019. I am pumped to analyze my spending habits and to have a cute little weekly grocery envelope that I'm going to be able to like put in my purse and just, you know, see how much cash I can actually save by the end of that. Like maybe I don't use the full 100 for the weekly groceries that week and then I can put an extra 20 into my savings. Like it just basically get pumped for it. Or I'm interested to learn about how I can actually influence my net worth and to play around with budgeting like a game. The thing is what we say becomes what we think. And what we think becomes what we know. Then what we know becomes our reality. So when you anchor your focus to what you were excited for and then you visualize it, it will actually become your reality. I know it sounds really simple, but that's because it is. There's so many ways that you can actually do it. Instead of looking at your like to-do list or your stresses as what fears may come, failure, success, or avoidance and perfectionism, all that good stuff. Try and look at it like this. Instead of procrastinating things you don't feel knowledgeable in, look at it as being excited to learn a new skill set. Instead of procrastinating a daunting new challenge, look at it as seeing the finish line of the goal and how you're going to feel. Instead of procrastinating spending time alone, try using it to be excited about trying a new hobby. Instead of procrastinating social events, be excited about meeting some new people that you might just know for the rest of your life. If you're procrastinating tedious tasks, think about how much 
free time you're actually going to have to relax at the end of the day. Instead of procrastinating, working hard, or saving up money, think about that sweet-ass vacation you're going to be going on once you do it all. Instead of procrastinating getting up in the morning, think about the coffee you're about to have and how nice and warm and refreshing it's going to be to just sit there and mellow in it before your day even begins. Instead of procrastinating painting your house or rearranging and cleaning your furniture and room and putting off all the work or the project that you've been wanting to do or create a venture of any sort, see what the final result is going to look like and get so freaking excited about it. Instead of procrastinating anything on your to-do list, think about the feeling of completion. There are so many ways to actually make yourself get excited about the things that you're trying to do, even if it's just as simple as getting as excited about the outfit you'll be wearing when you do the task, the coffee you'll be drinking, the color of your nails as you use your hands to create whatever it is you have to do, or the visualization of a completed task. These are just some of the ways that I try to get myself excited about things. I'm talking even just, there's times where I don't want to work out, but I know that if I put on a killer outfit to do a workout in, I'm suddenly going to be 10 times more motivated to go for that workout because I really like my outfit. My outfit makes me excited. So preparation of putting out said excited outfit or said cute outfit actually puts me into active mode rather than procrastination mode. I'm sure you're starting to catch this already, but I'll just continue to spew out examples. The more details you actually put in your excitement, the more that this is going to work for you. We are emotional beings who think, not actual thinking individuals who feel. And as much as we like to think so, we are way more emotional than we are rational. And that's just, that tends to be a norm. That said, we can actually use our thoughts to influence our emotions. And that's a good thing because the alternate universe would be, we would be letting our emotions influence our thoughts. And that can actually happen, but you want to lean more towards your thoughts influencing your emotions because your thoughts are easier to cultivate or shift and control than your emotions are. It's hard to tell yourself to feel different. It's easier to anchor your thought on, anchor your mind, sorry, on a different thought. The more we have crystal clear excitement thoughts in our minds, the more we will feel the doors open to begin our preparation rather than procrastination. And then the more prepared we are to face a situation, the more smoothly it tends to roll out. The more we flow through things rather than stop and go with constant procrastination, the better life momentum we get. For instance, how many times have you procrastinated something and then when you finally build up the courage to just face it and do it and complete it, how freaking tired are you afterwards? Because it took so much of your energy to get up and force yourself through it rather than if you had the momentum already going, you would just kind of flow into the task and then flow back out using way less of your energy. Then if you think about that on a longevity scale, like zooming out a little bit, if you look at, let's just even say one week of stopping and going, like procrastinating until you literally have like the bare minimum amount of time to get something done and then you have to rush through something and then you're exhausted afterwards and then you're burnt out and then all of a sudden it's you're, you're napping to procrastinate the next thing and then it's kind of like doing it all over again and over again and over again. By the end of the week, you're freaking exhausted. It feels like the longest week ever. Now switch that over to if you're in a flow with things and you're kind of prepping up your excitement thought before you've even gotten the chance to think about procrastinating, then that means you start preparing for the thing that you have to do. Maybe it's tomorrow and then you're laying out your clothes the night before or whatever your preparation is. And then all of a sudden you're waking up, it's time to do the thing, you've prepared for it now. So you roll right into it rather than you know kind of having to force yourself into it, which means you take way less energy to decide to actually get up and start doing it 
also too, because you're already prepared. So you're not trying to prepare seconds before you need to be actually doing it. And then not only that, that momentum and that flow just tends to kind of like you just show up for the next thing and you've already prepared. So you're ready to go. And then you do that one. And then it kind of just keeps going. Then all of a sudden you're flowing to the end of the week and you're like, wow, I got a lot done this week. That was great. Now I'm just going to chill out and relax this weekend. And that's a way better and also just more balanced way to live our lives. Procrastination is just fear and fear is an inevitable part of life. It's not about getting rid of our fear. It's just about not letting it take the driver's seat. The right time isn't actually coming. You're never going to feel like it more than you feel like it right now. And that is such a brutal, hard truth to face, especially like I'm a feeler in general. So when I say that I can be a perfectionist, I really do mean that like I don't wait for the perfect circumstances necessarily. I wait for the perfect mood to do something. That sounds wild, but hopefully someone out there relates so I don't feel too crazy about it. But I'm just like, oh, I feel like if I was in a better kind of like mood for this, you know, if I had a couple candles lit and I was doing this, 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 and this and lined all these things up that it would make me feel some type of way, which would make me more inclined to do said thing. It doesn't work that way or it does work that way if you've already prepared in advance. But if you didn't prepare in advance, you're not going to suddenly feel like getting up and lighting all your candles and just like preparing for a situation that you should have had done already. The right time, it's not coming. It's not going to be any easier to do this task last minute. In fact, it'll be much harder with higher risk of failure, burnout, give up, shame, guilt, subpar work, or shaking us off our freaking rockers. And then we feel like we're going wild. And then our life is a series of really distinct waves of hyper anxiety, and then crash and burn after the task is complete or after we've given up on the task. You are in a lot more control of your life than you actually think. And it's your duty to take responsibility for the things that are placed in your life by your own doing or by some other doing. That doesn't mean that it has to suck. There's a little bit of excitement in everything, even if it's just crossing the thing off your to-do list with your bright blue nails at the end of the day. So there you guys have it. That was the little mindset that I thought of yesterday when I was walking to get my nails done. And then after just coming up with the whole fact that it it just flowed so nicely, like preparation versus procrastination. So I couldn't not. So let me know what you guys think on the concept down below. And if you've felt this way before, like have you noticed that things that you're excited about, you tend to prepare well in advance because you're just so freaking excited for said trip or for this big project that you've been looking forward to working on versus the procrastination that comes from the things you're stressed about? And is there a way that you think that you can use that knowledge to your power and see the ways that you tend to react or behave when you are excited about something and try to, you know, move it over or like mimic it into the areas that you might be procrastinating instead? And aside from that, I hope you guys enjoyed today's Coffee Talk podcast episode. I hope you guys get all the things done that you needed to get done today with nice flow and momentum. And I will talk to all of you guys next Monday. Bye, guys.